to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ella Edwards and today we're talking about China and its role in the supply chain of Australian wool. Each year, AWI leads a China tour for young wool growers or people in the wool industry to get first-hand experience on the manufacturing side of Australian wool. Lisa Gripless from the Woolmark Company met up with four of the 2018 participants and here she is speaking with B. Leachfield, Brent Flood, Jackie Chapman and Tom Perkins. I'm here with B. Litchfield from Hazel Dean in Cooma. Welcome to the Yarn B. Hi Lisa. So coming to China, it's a long way from Cooma, obviously. What do you think is the biggest take home from this trip? And is there anything that you've learned that you think you can put into practice? Well, I think, I mean, first of all, uh, just from a practical point of view, bale contamination was one of the issues that the processes had. So I think keeping your contamination down and just being really mindful of what's going into the bales, that's, that's one. But probably the biggest thing would just be how much demand there is and the basically what they're wanting is they want up production. This is a message we're getting up production and keep the quality there. So the quality of being 18 and a half micron and obviously keeping the staple strength um, high. But I think, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of room to grow production in the merino industry and in the wool the wool job has got a lot of potential to grow. You look at other industries and their rate of improvement's been a lot higher than the merino industry. So yeah. I think we can really use genetics to drive that mm-hmm. and start start really pushing production and keeping quality high. Mm-hmm. Great. It's great to see you've got so much of it. And personally, I've been very lucky to be able to join this young wool grower delega- delegation and to meet such a bright young group of kids. I shouldn't say kids. I'm not that young. <laughs> um, the future, from my point of view, is in very bright hands. So as a young grower yourself, are you confident in the industry's future, both at home in Australia and overseas? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's great to visit the processes and see how passionate and positive they are about the industry. There's, from the consumer end, there's really high demand for natural products and we're seeing that in a lot of markets. And I think the work that Woolmark's doing in creating new products that you know aren't the sort of traditional wool, um, wool-made products is really great, just the sportswear and um, rainfast materials. So, yeah, so from that point of view, it's, it's really great that, you know, if the consumer's driving the demand, then it's, you know, that's what we're seeing in the wool price. Mm-hmm. So it's only positive and they just need more of it. So excellent you know, we can that's great that up to them it'll be that's what we got to do yep that's great to hear b thanks so much for joining me on the yarn and um enjoy the rest of your time in china and hong kong great i'm here in hong kong with brent flood the stud manager at barnaby merino stud at manu in victoria so brent welcome to hong kong and china uh, thank you, Lisa. Um, thanks very much for the opportunity to catch up and discuss with you some of the things we've seen over here. We've uh, just the past few days been in Nanshan, which is one of the world's biggest fully vertical manufacturers, and you've been privy to witness wool processing at its finest. 
what did you learn at Nanshan and what has impressed you the most? Uh, probably the most impressive feature of Nanshan, Lisa, is its its scale um, and also the amount of investment um, that the Nanshan group uh, put into their garment um, manufacturing. Um, they buy 100% Australian merino wool um, and about 7,000 tonnes of clean wool is produced there each year, a process there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the equivalent of uh, 55,000 Australian farm bales. So certainly not a small player uh, in the industry. And uh, the opportunity to to see the wool process from a greasy bale right through until a finished MJ bale suit um, was uh, obviously a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Definitely, definitely. Um, So their investment and scale are certainly the, the most impressive parts, but also their efficiency um, that we could see, you know, that in the same day we saw the processing, but it only took uh, 83 seconds from cutting um, for for fabric to be transferred into MJ Bale trousers. So it was pretty impressive. Mm, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's really, really great to see. Uh, other than at Nanshan, where we saw the Worsted Tailor Cloth, we've also been to other manufacturers such as Mendy, where we were able to see single jersey next to skin apparel be processed. Are you coming away from this trip with a greater understanding of these processes than before you left Australia? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can read uh, um, a lot about the processes and, and see and hear different things, but until you actually witness uh, the processing with your own eyes um, and be able to ask questions to the owners and the CEOs of these um, facilities, um, do you then get a, a true understanding of, of the processes and some of their challenges and things mm. like that? I suppose the takeaway message from both Nanshan and Mendai and and, uh, and our processing um, facilities was that they just both require um, Australian merino wool and they, they sincerely regard it as the best fibre in the world. Mm, yeah, we see that so time after time whenever we visit the manufacturers, which is so encouraging, especially for you as a grower. Absolutely. Right now, we are at AWI's Wool Resource Centre in Hong Kong, which is a global hub of all things wool and available for anyone in the fashion, textile or product innovation industry to go and visit. What did you think about this innovative centre? Yeah, well, um, I guess for a lot of designers and 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 uh, students and people that visit the centre, um, it's uh, it's their first look at at the wool industry. Um, we were thirty three stories high, looking over Hong Kong Island, and uh, and it leaves you with a really professional and and uh, encouraging um, atmosphere. The staff were very passionate. Um, about what they do and uh, and as a grower um, being able to listen to them speak with the same passion about our wool fibre as that we have growing growing it um, was really enlightening to see encouraging. That's great to hear were you aware prior to this trip of the relationship between Australian Wool Innovation and the Walmart company? Yeah that's been one of the big take home messages I think of our group you know, as we as we discuss what's been happening over dinner and on the bus, quite a few of us were not aware of the relationship mm-hmm. between AWI and Woolmark. Um, but I just, I've certainly come away from it um, knowing that AWI's product development gives Woolmark the tools it needs mm-hmm. to, you know, market our fibre to the world. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. 
And so having said that, are you coming away from this trip with a greater understanding of Woolmark's marketing and the different avenues that we use to market Australian wool and then ultimately increase the demand for the fibre? Yeah, exactly. So as as an, Austra- as a, an Australian merino industry, we only make up 0.3% of the global textile market, which throws up some challenges, um, but also opportunities. Um, for Woolmark's operating, uh, for Woolmark's marketing, and uh, and Woolmark are certainly um, offering solutions to the challenges, and they're creating innovations which gives wool opportunities um, from right through from school students all the way through to your your Nikes and Hugo Bosses and BMWs of the world. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah I can't come away you know happier knowing that um, Woolmark are are advertising our fibre, pushing our fibre, because if they're not doing it, you know, no one else will be. And uh, we're such a small part of the market that any increase is is, uh, is going to be seen and, and probably being felt now already. Um, that's great to hear and that's very encouraging for us to keep working as hard as we do and hopefully continue to make the industry stronger and stronger. Yeah. So, Brent, thank you for joining us on The Yarn and enjoy the rest of your time in Hong Kong. Thank you. I'm here with Jackie Chapman uh, from Hinesville in Delegate uh, in New South Wales. Jackie, welcome to The Yarn. Hi, how are you going, Lisa? Very well, thank you. Thanks for taking your time out. Uh, one of the manufacturers in China that we went to is Chanel, and who's one of the largest spinners, and we were lucky enough to see their amazing development centre and also see how clothing is spun from uh, the Chanel yarn. What impressed you the most about these two things? Um, I guess with the development centre, I was just taken back at the quality of the garments they're producing. So at the development centre, we got to see everything from small swatches of fabric to meet-along samples up to full runway quality garments. And I just found it so impressive how well they've been able to enhance the natural attributes of wool, really showcasing to potential buyers its texture and handle. And it really shows how passionate they are about producing high-end quality garments. In terms of the manufacturing, I was just taken back by how technically advanced they are and the scale in which they are producing. I can't even begin to explain how big these processing plants are, like whole factories whole warehouses just filled with spinners producing yarn 24-7. It was amazing to see and a really great experience. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible place and it's really nice to see clothes being made and then to be able to experience the end product. Did the versatility of the made-up clothes surprise you or were you aware of the variety and structures, variety of garments and structures that can be achieved by wool? I was definitely taken back by all the new innovative products being released. Whilst I had knowledge of some of the products being made, such as the Optum Fibre um, raincoats, I had no idea at the complete range that was being produced. So while we were here, we got to go to the AWI office in Hong Kong Here we were shown a number of products that are either on the market or are soon to be released. These included woolen sneakers, water-resistant polo shirts, and we were also able to see the Wool Lab. The Wool Lab is a lookbook-type product that shows potential designers the different range of woolen fabrics available on the market. These range from thick outer layers to next-to-skin silk-like products, which was amazing to see. 
and we're very lucky to have such passionate and technical knowledge in all of these key regions. So you're really lucky to see the Resource Centre, which is sort of the global hub of wool, or at least the Asian yeah. hub of wool. Uh, prior to this trip, how much knowledge did you have of the wool supply chain post Farmgate? Yeah, I have to say it was pretty limited. So I've only ever been exposed to the primary producing side of it as a farmer and the complete other end of it of a consumer buying woolen products. Whilst I'd heard some of the terms such as scouring and combing at university courses, these were just abstract concepts in my mind. So being able to go and see them and being able to visualise them when I hear these terms used has really broadened my knowledge of the supply chain and given me a greater appreciation for it. That's great to hear. And being so young, it's probably quite rare that you get to meet CEOs and general managers of such huge, huge manufacturers and businesses. And we've been lucky that they've been very open and honest with the group. What are your biggest takeaways from these conversations? I guess my biggest takeaway is just their confidence in the wool industry at the moment. So talking to them, they keep asking us, when will Australia expand our wool industry and be able to give them a greater supply of wool. So hearing that and hearing how they're expanding their businesses and buying more expensive equipment gives me confidence that they see this being a long-term industry. Mm. They were so impressed by the quality of Australian wool and they were really telling us that Australian wool is the best quality in the world. Absolutely. We hear that time after time and each of the manufacturers that we visit, they're so passionate about Australian wool and adamant that it is the best, which is very encouraging. As a student who's about to finish your ag science degree you're, and you start to enter the workforce, do you find educational tours such as these organised by AWI to be beneficial? Yes, I definitely think that the knowledge I've obtained from this study tour has been invaluable. Like you said, not many young people get to meet CEOs of major companies, let alone travel to the other side of the globe to see processing. So I think both the knowledge that I've gotten from this study tour and also the contacts I've made will be invaluable as I enter the workforce. That's great to hear. Jackie, thanks so much for joining us on The Yarn and enjoy the rest of your trip. Okay, thank you. I'm here with Tom Perkins from Nellie Ambo, which is in Dirranbandi in southwest Queensland. Tom, welcome to The Yarn. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Lisa, and um, yeah, with the conclusion, yeah, have a great trip. Yeah. China's a long way from Dirranbandi, and um, however, everyone we've been to is united by wool. What are your key takeaways from this trip? And is there anything you think which you can put into practice once you get home? Um, yeah, I mean, the trip as overall has just been you know, fantastic and, and such a great group of people that I have selected as well. So that's as mm-hmm. for starters. Um, uh, yeah, furthermore, like the work that AWI are doing uh, for our industry yeah, um, just cannot be understated nor under, undervalued. Um, yeah, and this is right through the supply chain um, in conjunction with the Walmart company. And it can only add great value um, to the industry as a whole. Um, you know, and this is right from relationships um, you know, with, the, with the number of different processes that we've seen to research and development. We got to see that in the, in the developments here in Hong Kong. Market research, um, you know, just to name a few there. Like mm-hmm. the, the work they're doing that we probably didn't understand as a grower mm-hmm. has, has been great to see. Um, manufacturers confidence in the wool industry um we've seen the huge huge investments they're putting into uh 
new technology and new uh, infrastructure in their in their big warehouses to you know so they're obviously there they're obviously there for the long haul uh, which is great you know, can't is those great for our industry um, and just the probably the sheer population and growth um, over here in, in China we've seen and, and you know they're talking about this real rise in the middle class um, mm. you know, area of China and and the new new products that um, AWI and Walmart company are developing in conjunction with companies over here yeah, it's only going to open more markets for us in the supply of wool. And so. when you say the rise of the middle class, what's interesting, especially in China, is that China used to purely be a manufacturing hub, but now so much of that wool is actually staying here and is being bought by the luxury consumers. Yeah, I think they, you know, it's 30 to 40% of the wool they buy um, from Australia is, is now staying in China. And, you know, that's yeah, that's a pretty huge stat. It's a huge market. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Woolmark, which is AWI's marketing subsidiary owned by the wool growers. And we've heard manufacturers talk about traceability and being able to run a sheep-to-shop campaign. Why do you think consumer demand is increasing for this? And do you, as a young wool grower, think this is an important aspect for the future of the wool industry? Yeah, I do. I think um, it's probably a common trend amongst um, probably a number of well of the natural fibres. Um, you know, younger younger consumers are looking for you know a product that they can trace right from the farm gate, um, and that's coming from a number of different um, facets. I guess you know the sustainability of the product. We've learned a lot about the recyclable nature of mm. natural fibres. Um, so that traceability right through, I mean, there's obviously certain limitations um, at the moment just with probably supply mm. um, being limited now, but I can only see that area growing, especially with, um, you know, the, this demand from the younger from the younger generations, I guess, before it can, yeah, and I think we're probably positioned well in Australia to, to take advantage of that if it, if it grows. I mean, there's, yeah, the traditional auction system is still going to be the number one probably... Uh, you know, selling hub at the moment, but these little areas that are popping up, um, you know, I think you don't want to, you don't want to, um, I'm not going to say you don't want to sort of not oh, overshadow them, I think you definitely want to mm. keep them in mind and, mm. um, going forward, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, it's just been a great trip and, and full credit to AWI and the Woolmark for uh, putting the trip on. It's been fantastic and I highly recommend it to anyone who, who gets the opportunity to come. It's just fantastic. That's great to hear, Tom. Thanks so much for joining us on The Yarn. Thank you. That was Lisa Griplis speaking with participants of the 2018 China Tour run by AWI. If you have any feedback for The Yarn, please email us on theyarn at wool.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Bale and also on Twitter at Wool Innovation. I'm Ella Edwards and I look forward to our next yarn. <laughs>